We're back with the Not So Bon Voyage podcast, and it is episode 45. Babies are being born on planes, people are falling into the Grand Canyon, and Instagrammers are swimming in toxic sewage. Grab your snorkel mask and let's go. And then the train got lost. How does the train get lost when it's on rails? I just want to get out there in the wild. Well, it was in the itinerary. I mean, adventure, it's calling. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been excellent. What, what up, up, Voyagers? Yo, Voyagers. It's the Not So Bon Voyage podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Christine. And we're telling crazy stories of when shit goes wrong on the road. Yes, we are talking all about travel and we are excited to bring you some really good travel news today. Yes, and we're going to do things a little bit different because we're going to do a bit of a different format now. Wicka wicka. Remix. Remix. We're changing things up a little bit. So, that is so dorky. Don't, oh my God. <laughs> don't worry too much. We're not changing too many things. This is still the Not So Bon Voyage podcast. This is still where we talk about crazy travel stories of when shit goes wrong on the road. But we are going to change up Mondays a little bit and make it more about travel news. Yeah. So usually we do like long stories, really in-depth, in detail. But travel news is picking up. So we wanted to just get into it and tell you guys a little bit about everything that's going on in the world of travel. Yes. And we also want to have a little bit of fun with Mondays as well. So we're thinking about a bit of a shorter format where what we're envisioning at this stage is Mondays to be more of a what happened the week before. What was the week of travel? So we bring you all the crazy stories of what happened, what went wrong. And we also want to have some fun. We might have some live segments where we call voyagers and speak to them live. Just, you know, have a good time telling bad travel stories. It's going to be a Monday fun day, if you will. It's going to be a Monday fun day. And Thursdays are going to be all about our Voyager chats. And we've been getting really great feedback from people about those. So they're they're not going anywhere. They're sticking around. Yeah. So Thursdays, we're still going to have guests on telling their stories about what shit went wrong when their travels and Mondays are going to be just us bantering about travel stuff. Yes, and we are. That, that doesn't mean that we're not going to talk about our own travel stories. It doesn't mean that we're not going to tell the odd long travel story, but we just don't want to get bogged down sometimes on those long, long stories. So long. I mean, if you really like them, send us a message and let us know. And you know, but we'll we record will, one just for you. Just for you. But we are going to still tell those travel stories every now and then, but just more as they come naturally. Mm-hmm. You know, like if something really, really crazy happens in the news and it's all over, bang, we'll talk about it. But we really want to use Monday to just have a bit of fun and just to really just just talk about a lot of shit that's happening in travel and the things that are going wrong. And yeah, so we would love your feedback. If you are a fan of this, just uh, give us a thumbs up. And if you're not, mm-hmm. tell us why. Don't give us a thumbs down. Don't though. give us a thumbs down. <laughs> That'll be sad. Yes. Okay. And with that update, I have to move into, I know you guys have been waiting for this. It is officially time to call my mom for hashtag where's oh. Helen. Where's Helen? The campaign obviously didn't trend enough. The Voyagers did not get it out there. And my mum has still not contacted us. In fact, she's actually waiting for me for a call. So this is actually perfect timing. So I'm, I, as I promised... I'm going to call her live. So a little background, Jules's mom is named Helen and she does not listen to this podcast because we've called her out for the past three weeks and we said on the fourth week, if we don't hear from her, if she's still not listening, we're going to call her live on air. And put her on the spot. Basically ha- tell her, ask her why she's not listening. Are we ready? Yeah. Okay. She should be, uh, she should be ready to take the call. It's ringing. Da, da, da. Hello. Hello. Hello, mother. How are you? 
I'm good, thank you. Okay, well, you I'm with Christine. You're on speaker. Hi, Helen. And I just Hi, need to Christine. I need to tell you that you also uh, we're recording a podcast at the moment, and you're live. You're on the podcast, and I have oh, and hello. I and I have a que- <laughs> I have a question for you though. <laughs> so. You well, I was going to say you may or may not know, but I know that you don't know because over the last few weeks we have been doing a segment called hashtag Where's Helen, and this has been a call out to our listeners who we call the Voyagers uh, to try and make a trend to what to ask them why you haven't been listening to the podcast. <laughs> so, any any explanation as to why? Because, I mean, if you were listening to the podcast, you would have known that we were calling you out. This is the fourth week now. <laughs> Hashtag where's Helen? Hashtag where's Helen? Okay. <laughs> so um, you've got 30 seconds to explain yourself and uh, the, the, the microphone. Voyagers are listening. The microphone is all yours. I have no excuse. <laughs> oh, well, I'm very busy. I work very hard. Honesty. I appreciate the honesty. I... I do go to bed listening to gory crime on the podcast and I'm usually fall asleep within two minutes. I never hear the end of the story. <laughs> so We you, need to bring more gore so to our podcast. you do listen to podcasts, you just don't listen to ours. <laughs> because then if I would listen to yours, I would feel like I have to sit up and listen to the whole thing because I use them to go to sleep. That's okay. a good excuse. Yeah, it's not a bad excuse. Is that all right? Yeah, That's it's not too bad. That's the truth. Okay. And so any, you know, any any plans to check ours out in the coming weeks? Oh, definitely now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hope so. The Voyagers are waiting. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I'll give you a call back uh, after we finish up. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye, Love Helen. You. Bye. Love you too. Listen to our podcast. Bye. <laughs> I think she's going to say, come and live in Australia. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. So as you uh, heard, absolutely zero excuse from my mother. Just the <laughs> fact that she uh forgotten. I love that she didn't even make up an excuse like, oh, I'm super busy. You can't do it. It was just like, no, I listened to true crime. Yep. Which as, an, as one from one true crime podcast lover to another, I understand and I respect that. Okay. Well, there you go. Okay. There you well, go. there you go. Uh, uneventful, no excuses, <laughs> no but excuses. just there you go. So let's get into some in the news because that's what Monday's all about. We're looking at some in the news, and I know that we've got five things to talk about. So, yes, guys, settle in for a very good episode. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Is that in the bar high? I love it. All right. Let's go. Okay. So, a few weeks ago, we talked about Vegas reopening and how there was a crowd of people outside the casino waiting for the clock to strike midnight so they could all enter and be their own little Vegas Cinderella's. With no masks on. With no masks on. I think the quote was, not a mask in sight. Yes. And also, uh, it was, I believe the quote was also, masks were encouraged. Yes. Which is just insane. But yeah. anyway. Okay, I still don't understand how they weren't mandated from the very beginning, but whatever. So uh, a couple weeks ago, or I think just recently, Caesars in Vegas, they own like Caesars Palace and Flamingo, Caesars Palace. Is this a real Caesars Palace? You may know was the famous home of Emperor Caesar. He slept there, as we know, from From the hangover. (laughs) So they were actually rewarding people who were wearing masks with $20 gambling coins. Gambling coins? Poker chips. Gambling coins. Why did I write down gambling coins? I don't know. It's very old school. Gambling coins, hey? Yeah. So they gave away 7,500 in the first weekend. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's you, not bad. That's a, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. But now they've just said, just kidding. You just have to wear your mask. Okay. It was I, not incentivizing enough. I actually saw that I think the state of Nevada mandated that you have to wear a mask now if you're at the tables, if the table doesn't have one of those um, dividers, you know, the plastic dividers between the next player or the, um, what's the the person called? The dealer. The dealer. The dealer. The dealer. Uh, Yeah. So there you go. Well, Well, Vegas is wising up a bit. Yeah. Well, now Caesars and MGM are requiring you to wear masks if you're in the establishment. So you have to wear masks, whether you're playing poker or blackjack or craps or what other other. I don't know. I don't play. I don't play that. Yeah. Yeah. I've only gambled one time in Vegas and I went and I put $20 on a roulette thing i don't even know what it's called i might have put it on black or something and i lost and i was like well this sucks well this sucks and that's it i could have bought me one cocktail yeah seriously (laughs) okay i'm gonna jump into my in the news and this one's actually okay what i'm gonna do first actually i'll finish on a good story i'll finish on a high like a a good one so this is about uh the grand canyon Ooh. Yes, and the peeps at the Grand Canyon, so the par- people from the Park Service, they are warning travelers to be careful this summer when exploring the National Park because of extreme heat. Oh, that sounds yes. terrible. So last week they said that temperatures got as high as 110 degrees Fahrenheit, which is <sighs> 43 degrees Celsius. Ugh. So that's insane. And they're wanting people to be careful because they're going to have reduced, because of COVID and everything, they have reduced staff Mm. and they also have less access to the helicopter. So their search and rescue teams are going to be a lot more limited. They also said they're going to be a lot more um, like slower to respond and Mm. with their ability to to respond. So they said that if you're going to be uh, lost or in the heat, just... Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're planning on getting lost in the heat, don't. Yes. And to prove the point, they posted a picture of, a, well, this is a tongue twister again. To prove their point, they posted a picture of a pair of hiking boots. Oh, I where, thought you were going to say a pair. <laughs> of a pair. Of a, a pair of hiking boots. Shout out to the pairs. Shout out to all the pairs. Where the, the sole had actually like detached itself from the boot. Is that from the big, the cover of the book Wild with Reese Witherspoon? Maybe. I don't know. I Maybe like they just is. reposted it. Wait, how did it detach from the heat? Because it was so hot, the sole melted off the shoe. Damn. That is one place I do not want to be. I don't care how big that canyon is. I do not want to be near that heat. It is grand. Okay, and I got some stats about it. So while we're on a while we're talking about the Grand Canyon and people being in trouble, I thought let's let's run through a couple of not so bon voyages because a, a little deep dive, a little deep dive. So one in four hundred thousand people who visit the Grand Canyon die. Oh, what? That seems like a lot. Yeah, eh, maybe one in four hundred thousand. Um, but they said that dying of dehydration is way more common than falling into the canyon. That makes sense although it with does, the heat. Although it does happen. So this is oh some God. stats from a 2015 paper. So it's a few years old now. But they said that there was, at that time, they had stats on 55 people who had accidentally fell in. Oh, my God. Isn't there like a big guard railing or something? Well, people are, as we say. Stupid. Stupid. Yeah. And of the 55 people who fell in, surprise, surprise, 39 of those are male. Okay, not surprising. Not surprising. No offense, guys. And yeah, well, we're always like exploring and trying to push the boundaries. True. Eight of them 
uh, were reported of dying because they were jumping from rock to rock or posing for photos. I was I really only eight. I feel like that number is actually higher. It, well, this is 2015, so we've got another four, uh, five years of stats. Okay. You know? Yeah. And this one is, I didn't want to go too deep into this, but I did want to mention this because it's kind of sad, but it's also kind of, I don't know, it's mm. not so bon voyage. Mm. There, is, there was a 38-year-old father who was pretending to fall <gasps> to scare his daughter, and then he actually fell. Oh, and he died? Yeah, he fell 400 oh feet God. into the canyon. So it's not super That's, common. Don't joke around about that, guys. That's real life stuff. Yeah. So he was like, oh, going to fall, oh, going to fall. And then he was trying to scare his daughter. And then he actually slipped and fell 400 feet down to the bottom. So he dead. Holy moly. Wow. That was a bad joke. Yeah. That's really sad. Yes. Mm. But they say that on average, so there's 5 million people that visit each year. And on average, there's about 12 people who die. So mm. that doesn't seem that high. Mm, could be higher. And they say that of those 12 people, <laughs> it could be higher. Let's hope. Of those 12 people. Yeah. Well, no, there'll be no people in 2020. That's true. Uh, most of them die from natural causes. Like natural, I mean, by dehydration. Falling or, into a giant canyon is not a natural cause. That is cause. Not, not a natural cause. Um, but dehydration, the heat. Heat stroke. Heat stroke um, and drowning. I guess you can swim somewhere. Oh, in the river? Yeah. I There's a river down there. Yeah. It's really far so, down. But I thought, I thought that this might also be a good time where we're talking about the Grand Canyon for you to tell your little personal anecdote mm. of your experience at the Grand Canyon because I know that that was a bit of a not-so-bon voyage as well. That was a bit of a not-so-bon voyage. So we, I went when I was in high school, I think, with my family, and we did a trip from Las Vegas to the Grand Canyon, and we did a helicopter ride, which was awesome. Very cool way to see the Grand Canyon, except I got helicopter sick, which apparently is a thing. I did not realize because I'd never been in a helicopter before, but I had motion sickness. And I, yeah, I just went on the thing and I felt terrible the whole time. And then as soon as I stepped off, I immediately vomited. And you didn't vomit out of the helicopter? I did not vomit out of the helicopter. That would have been cool. I don't think they'll open the window. <laughs> it's not like, hey, can you roll down the window? I need can to you, throw uh, up. Can you open the door for a second? But that's not the craziest place I've thrown up. I threw up in Guatemala when I was doing a, oh, it's not hang gliding, paragliding? Paragliding. Yep. Not parasailing, but paragliding where you jump, you literally run off a mountain with a parachute and then you, you know, do all these twists and turns down. I was with somebody a professional. Uh, but I was got up you, there. You tell me you're not a professional. <laughs> I'm not a professional paraglider. I know it's surprising. Mm. But on the way down, I was feeling very nauseous because you're like floating and spinning and whatnot. And I threw up in the air over this town. That is very cool. <laughs> it was interesting. It went. You could watch it come far down. It was my Whee! morning banana, and it came up. And I'm so sorry for those townspeople. I don't know where it landed, but such a inconsiderate tourists just vomiting over their town thinking you can do whatever you want because you're american i really tried not to but when you gotta go you gotta go, gotta go. well at least you didn't poo your pants yeah i don't imagine think that would that's pants. a natural reaction <laughs> imagine if you were so scared of paragliding that you shit your pants and it, well you know came do people down. actually do that out of fear Is that uh, i've never know. had that urge <laughs> no peed your pants maybe maybe peed your pants yeah. a little bit yeah okay well there you go Wow, that's so interesting. At least the, the 110 degrees, at least it's a dry heat. Yes, but they are very, very adamant as to making sure that people are prepared for any kind of hiking. 
So they've they I put a list in. It doesn't really matter. It's the standard stuff. It's the stuff we talk about every week. Bring water, plain and with hydration. Bring a map. Tell people where you're going. Mm-hmm. Have sunscreen. Have a hat, like to shelter yourself from the sun. Mm. Uh, you know, a basic first aid kit. Just those sorts of things, like standard things that sunglasses. You would, sunglasses. Standard things that you would take if you were. Uh, let's see what. If, Maybe one of those bottles that you can spray and it has a fan on it. Yeah. Okay. Those are so. Actually, here's the list of the ten things. So there okay. was water, obviously, food, especially salty foods. First aid kit, so band-aids, antiseptic, things like that. A map, makes sense. Uh, A pack to carry all the things, that makes even more sense. Mm -hmm. A flashlight with spare batteries. So I guess that would be if you were hiking in the evening and or if you got lost. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty handy Mm -hmm. thing to have. Mm -hmm. It says a spray bottle, so there you go. Mm -hmm. Hat and sunscreen, whistle and a signal mirror and waterproof clothing. Especially during monsoon. Uh, monsoon. 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 Monsoon season. Yeah. Monsoon, aka monsoon. Yes. Those spray bottles, oh my God, they remind me so much of being like in middle school on like a hot day when you were doing like field day or something. But they're actually really handy. We had one at Burning Man and it was legit. It was legit. Yeah. That's so interesting. Well, I feel like they're probably not going to do the giant tour buses of people this year yeah with social distancing i doubt it yeah so i think that's like a majority of the tourists in the grand canyon there's a tons of those so i feel like that'll help you know stop all that shit yeah less people falling off the room mm. Mm. okay mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay so we've been talking about countries that are opening up to tourists Yes. One country is Cambodia. Yes. They're opening up. Been there, done that. Been there, done that. But if you're interested in going, they're opening. Yep. The only thing is that if you want to go, you have to put down a $3,000 deposit oh, before I, entering the country. I feel like I saw a headline. Obviously, didn't read it because we everybody who knows, uh, we're headline people at the Not We're so headline Bombay readers. Eyes. We don't read the full article. So I did see the headline, didn't read the article. Good. Shoot, tell me what's going on. Well, it's interesting because like every country is kind of using a different tactic. Like Iceland is testing people when they arrive and some people are not letting Americans in because we're crazy over here with the corona. It's crazy. We're loving corona over here. We're loving corona. So Cambodia is basically charging or or having people put down a $3,000 deposit that would cover Mm. the test and in-country expenses if somebody gets coronavirus over there. Never going to say that again. Yeah, exactly. Seriously. There's a guy at the airport with a, uh, sorry, sir, uh, have you got your $3,000? Yes. And you give it to him and then about two seconds later, someone goes to ask you, uh, so we need to see your 3000 deposit. I just gave it to that guy. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Definitely get a receipt, you guys. Oh, get a receipt. And then you're leaving the country. You're like, I have my $3,000 back. They're like, what? What $3,000? Yeah. Actually, you pay, it, you pay it at the embassy of your home country. So hopefully that makes it a little bit less sketchy. I don't know. But basically, it's for. So you need the to get test. a visa then. You have to get a visa. So you got to get it like a special. I think you need a visa. No, you usually get a visa on you arrival. Need a visa, yeah. You need to. I think now you need a visa. I feel like you need a visa for everywhere. You definitely now. need a visa for Cambodia. But when we went there, we just crossed from Thailand and got it at the border. And mm. I did that last time as well. It's VOA. Visa on arrival. Visa on arrival. So three thousand dollars. You may be wondering what would that possibly include. That seems like a lot of money. Would it include uh, hospital charges? Hospital. So it includes the test. And also, so say you go there, you get tested, you're negative. 
even if someone, even if you're negative, if someone else on your plane tested positive, then you have to quarantine for two weeks. Okay, so it covers your quarantine as well? Qu- covers quarantine. It also covers, any other ideas? Um, I don't know, hospital, yeah. Hospital, and if you do get corona and die over there, oh, okay. it covers your funeral expenses. Oh, okay, because everybody wants their <laughs> funeral to be in Cambodia. Yeah, it's kind of funny because like, it, why would you even need to have, I mean, I guess it's like a sign of respect or something, but or I guess it's just like, where do you put the body? You got to put the body somewhere. Maybe it's not so much funeral, but it's more like if... Like l- burial or something. Well... Although you think somebody would extradite your body. Yeah, but if you're infected, maybe they don't want to do it. Oh, true, true, true. I didn't even think about that. So maybe it's, yeah, burial costs or something. I don't know. Maybe they give you a nice little ceremony. I mean, I guess if you're dead, you don't really care. But if it was someone that you knew, like your family, pretty, I think you'd want the body back. You would think. But I don't know if they're going to send it back if it has corona. I doubt it. Mm. I don't think so. But yeah, so basically you have to give $3,000. Half of that is for the funeral costs, which they estimate about $1,500. I could I could get your funeral way cheaper in <laughs> Cambodia. I know a guy. We know some guys. We know some guys. If you want to bargain down on that, hit us up. We'll give you some contacts. You can haggle everything in those countries. I bet you could haggle that. That's true. We have haggled many things. Yes. We haggled our, in Thailand, we haggled our typhoid shots it was our typhoid shot we need to get our typhoid shot when we went back it was like a booster and we were going to get it in australia before we left and we just kind of ran out of time and it was expensive and we're like oh surely we can work it out we'll just go to thailand and then we'll just try and get the booster and everything we find and then we went to phuket i think we're in phuket and we went to the hospital there and we were such budget backpackers and we rolled up you guys, men, we were such our mentality, budget Our mentality was so poor that they told us the price. And it wasn't actually that cheap. And we were like, oh, okay. Um, like, is it, oh, that's how much it is? Like, and I'm pretty sure we asked him, like, is there, like, any kind of discount you can do? We're, like, in the doctor's room haggling at this nice hospital. It was, like, yeah. a, it was a good hospital. Yeah, I think that's probably why it's expensive. And in the <laughs> end, the doctor just looked at us and goes, basically – well, this is why you always ask. They said that they can give us a two-for-one deal. Yeah, two-for. Yeah, so one of us paid and one of us got the shot for free. So <laughs> there you go, guys. You never know what you might be able to haggle for. You should always haggle at a hospital, I feel like. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> just why not? It. Or at least ask the price, especially uh, if you're in America. So you're going in for the heart. Let's just see. Can you take a little bit off the tummy as well? I don't oh, know. Do a fat transfer. Yeah. That'd be great. Okay. Okay, I've got my – this is my last in the news – and it is a woman had a baby on a flight. Oh, yes. Okay. And so this is new news, which is our favorite news. I love new news. We love new news. And this is on June 20th, and she was traveling on an Emirates flight from London to Manila. And she was at 37,000 feet, and then she went, uh oh, it's time. Aren't you not allowed to fly if you're that? How or was it early? I don't know. Because I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to fly. Actually, I know you're not allowed to fly if you're over like seven or eight months or something. Hmm. That doesn't seem like... I mean, I know you can have a baby at seven months, but seven months, it's like two whole months that you basically are grounded. Yeah, you're grounded. You're grounded. <laughs> you're on the ground. I don't know if you'd want to be traveling that much when you're that... But I guess if you're moving, like going from one place to another to have the baby. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So she we're not went, a baby podcast. We're, we're not a baby podcast. So she started going into labor and then they made the classic announcement, is there any medical professionals on the flight? And thankfully, there are actually two. Mm. 
So there was, I don't know if there are a couple, but there were two nurses on board and they were nurses from the Carnival Breeze cruise line. Okay. Yes. And it was Christine, Anne and John. So the two of them had been, uh, because they work for the cruise line, you know, you know how all the cruisers got grounded and the people have to stay on the ship Mm -hmm. during quarantine, during uh, COVID. yeah. So they were stuck on a ship and they'd been waiting weeks to get home because of COVID. And they finally got the chance to get home thinking, you know, all right, we've officially clocked off now. Our work is done. And then surprise, they had to spring into action. And the funny thing is, is that they actually weren't even supposed to be on that flight because they supposed to have a flight a few days earlier. And then because they still got stuck on their ship, they eventually had to change their flight. And then so serendipitously is that the right word yeah oh yeah yeah i like big words Mm, five dollar word five dollar word they ended up on that flight instead and thankfully because this woman went into labor and they delivered the baby and it was all good wow that is so lucky yeah isn't that crazy yes and guess what they decided to name the baby um airplane sky oh my god that's so cute that's a cool name girl or boy i'm guessing it's a girl I've, I know a guy's name Sky. Really? But oh, actually, yeah, I know a Sky as well. Hmm. Huh? I don't know. Doesn't say. Huh? That is a really cute name. Very clever. And what a story for that baby. Yeah. So it led me down a bit of a rabbit hole because we know we like to get sucked into rabbit holes. I love a good rabbit and hole. And there's actually a fair amount of babies that are born on flights every year. Okay, I don't understand. Did you look up how long, how, what month you're allowed to fly? No, I didn't. But that could be something for the uh, senior associate, Kamran, to do. Yes, our senior associate promoted from an intern. I mean, you would think we knew this. We know this because if there's one thing that we do know on this podcast, it's obviously travel stories, but it's also avian law yes. and aviation law. Yes, true. That should follow under our jurisdiction of mm. knowledge. But let's see. I just do not know. Hmm. Yes, I don't know. Uh, I feel like that one kind of slipped by. So That slipped by. Yes, we'll get onto it. Hmm. So last year, there was a woman on a JetBlue flight from Puerto Rico to Florida, and she gave birth. <gasps> and there was also in 2017, I mean, I think there's more, but these are the ones in the news that I found. Uh, there was a person on a Jet Airways. I don't know where they're from. Do you know Jet Airways? Um... Are they good airlines? Jet Airways? I've never heard of that. That sounds very low budget. I don't think I'd fly them. Okay. <laughs> well, so in 2017, there was a baby born on a Jet Airways flight, and guess what the baby got as a present? A little pen with the wings. No, it got unlimited flights for life. What? Are you yes. freaking kidding me? Yes. That's ridiculous. So what I'm thinking is when we finally get him ready to pop one out, Yes. We've got to start taking flights everywhere. That is a great idea. Trying to get the baby to be born on a flight. I feel like JetBlue would do that. Yeah, I thought that it said, the article said that JetBlue did it, but then I went to the article and it didn't say anything about it. But Who, Jet, what was the airline? Jet Airways. Jet Airways. Okay, let's go. I know I just said I'd never fly with them, but I'm going with my baby. I'm going, I'm fly. going. How would you feel about having a baby on a plane? Um, It would be a very intense experience. Where would you get it done would there be any privacy there's a lot of mess involved and i would like to have a medical professional on board you're just uh you're just in the middle seat legs <laughs> kicked up over into the other seats there's still people there you're still fighting for the armrest so they're like trying to like wedge their elbow in and you've got your legs kicked over hanging up on the top uh seats <laughs> And you're just like, there's a baby coming. I'm like, extra pretzels immediately. Yeah. Do you think the flight attendants would be much help? 
Um, I think they would could catch the baby if need be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But you know, you know how I feel about flight attendants. So. Yeah, I know. We wouldn't really want it to help, would we? Can any nurse deliver a baby? I don't know. But I guess if they've got general medical training, they, they would know what was going on. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, like, hopefully it just, there's just no complications and it just slips on out. I mean, back in the day, they just had babies just willy-nilly, didn't That's they? That's true. Anywhere. You could have a baby literally anywhere in the olden days. Yeah. Anywhere's a hospital. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Wow. That is a that is quite a story. That's going to have me thinking. Mm, how can we get free flights for life? How can we get that baby free flights for life? I mean... Well, yeah, that's crazy. That Good for that airline. That was really nice of them. Yeah, good PR move as well. Very good PR move. Yeah. Although I didn't hear about it, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Not that good. Wow, that's really interesting. Okay, this is my last story. So you may have seen this on the social meds in the last week. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. But there was a canal in the salt flats of Utah that blew up, not actually blew up, but like got a lot of press. Somebody bombed it. <laughs> that would be really unnecessary. But it like got really big on Instagram. I don't is, know. Did you see it? Is this like it's a turquoise blue yes. canal and just white salt flats on either side? Yes. I did see that and I yes. saw people canoeing down it. Why yes. did I see that? Where did I see that? You saw it because it got really popular and... And I didn't even know. I can't even remember seeing it. And I just did, I saw it. Like, it I don't was, know where I saw it. It was very visually appealing because it was so bright turquoise and then very white salt flats. Are you going to tell me it's bullshit? No, I'm not going to tell you it's bullshit. It's real. It's real life. Whoa. So basically, this is not a regular occurrence. It turned bright blue and then a bunch of kayakers and swimmers and of course instagrammers had to go and take some super epic photos drone shots they look really cool they're very cool photos very cool photos unfortunately the canals are actually part of the industrial facilities leased to interpret potash which is a potash mining company Okay, so I don't know what potash is, but it's something you mine apparently. It's like potatoes. And it's like mashed potatoes, right? It reminds me. Potash. It's like a hash brown. It's like a potato hash. It sounds delicious. So but what you're saying is the canal is kind of like a mining byproduct. Yeah. So the water then must be very. It's a concentrated brine solution. Isn't brine just salt? Yeah, but it's like super duper salty, and it's not safe for swimming. Okay, but you got to get those gram photos. <laughs> got to get on the gram. So now, like th- that blew up, and everybody was sharing it like crazy. And now the second wave is coming, where they're basically like, "Do not go here. Like it's not safe, and it's also like right off an interstate highway where there's no parking, no places to pull off, where you have to like run across this highway or something, and it's just super dangerous." So they're like, "Stop going here." So it's only a matter of time before this becomes a real not so bon voyage, and we're talking about someone who is either hit by a car or somebody who fell into this swamp water and came out and merged with some superpowers. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be very cool. Well, speaking of uh, whatever you just said. Speaking of that. segue. <laughs> so then I... That's the best segue I reckon we've ever done. Well, speaking of that thing you just said that yeah. I can't remember, here's another thing. I have a very short memory. I heard, yeah, the, a few words back to what you just said. So Yeah, I, you're really, you're getting better, but yeah. I can speak very good. 
So I read about an, uh, another article about a turquoise lake in Siberia that is very popular for Instagrammers. It's called the Novosibirsk Maldives. Yep, didn't say that right, but yeah. Yeah, didn't say that right. That was very wrong. But basically because the water is so bright blue like the Maldives. Uh, okay, got it. That makes right. sense. It's really beautiful, very popular with Instagrammers. Unfortunately, the reason the water is so blue is because it's literally a dump for the nearby power plant. Oh, okay. So we've got some Chernobyl-type stuff going on here. Totally, yeah. So it's electric blue. It's nearby the power plant. Why don't you come there to electric, electric blue river? Le- lake. Lake. <laughs> it's a lake. And then you'll get superpowers. Uh, <laughs> Pretty uh, much. Uh, uh. So the water is filled with calcium salts and metal oxides, which doesn't sound good. The power plant's like, please do not swim in this water. It's not safe. But people still do it. And somebody said the next day they had red, itchy skin, but that it was still worth it for the photos. Yeah, I mean, people do worse things for photos, so. For sure. And they also, that guy also said the water tastes a little sour. Why would you, why, so we why don't would know you what be dipping your head? I don't know why he tasted the water. That seems like the last thing you should be doing. We need an update on him, whether he has any magical powers now. I mean, swimming in the runoff of a power plant just seems like you're asking for some kind of cancer. Disgusting, right? Like, please do not do this. I'd be less worried about the pollution of it. I'd be more worried about, like, yeah, getting cancer or something. Yeah, any sort of, like, radiation or whatever. Yeah, that just doesn't seem legit. And to make it worse, apparently you can also get stuck in the ash. So it's basically an ash pile that has water on it or something, you can get stuck in the ash at the bottom and potentially not be able to get out. And then you drown, obviously. Or suffocate. Or suffocate. Isn't that terrifying? Yes. And someone will do it because people do silly things for photos. Yeah. If you're going to Siberia, do not go in that lake. You can go near the lake, I think, and take photos, mm. but don't, don't go in the lake. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Instagrammers, stay out of bright blue water. There's probably a reason that it's bright blue. Yes. Go and get your little water test kits out. Yeah, exactly. Do your bromine and yeah, your chlorine. Yeah, check it out. Check yeah. out for radiation. Oh, radiation's a little high today. It's a little high. We're going to yeah. skip it. So, yeah, those are my stories. It was a big week in travel. Big week in travel. And I'm looking forward to just more travel stories coming through. Mm. You know, as we said at the start of the episode, if you're still listening, hopefully, we're changing our format a little bit. Uh, Mondays are going to be fun. They're going to be looking at travel in the news. It's, it's you know, nothing's changing. It's the Not So Bon Voyage podcast. It's when shit goes wrong on the road, and that's it. That's what we're doing. And we're still going to have our Voyager chats. And if you haven't listened to last week's Voyager chat, it's a cracker. It is a doozy. We have Sarah Dodd. She's an inspirational speaker. She's high energy and she has some crazy stories. She's traveled to like 120 something countries. countries. Solo. Yeah, solo. She's a badass, man. She's like backpacked through all of Africa and by herself. And she had to get a taxi driver to smuggle her into a country. I mean, she's, yeah, she's got some she wild got malaria stories. in Liberia. She's done some crazy stuff. So if you haven't listened to last week's Voyager Chat, make sure you go back and listen to that. We've got another one coming up this Thursday. So yeah, so Voyager Chats, are re- we really just, we're putting a lot of time into finding just some, the best travelers. And we've yes. got some really good ones scheduled for the coming weeks. Some really crazy adventurers uh, that have some really crazy stories to tell. So the Voyager Chats, yeah, we're really enjoying the Voyager Chats at the moment. And I know that you guys are as well. And so that's why we really want to focus on those for Thursday and not take too much more of your time because we know your time's important and we appreciate that you listen to the Not So Bon Voyage podcast. So Mondays are going to be a little bit shorter, a little bit more lighthearted, a little bit easier to listen to, less long stories and more 
travel tidbits, unless we come across something really crazy and we just got to tell you. And we want to tell more Voyager stories. So please submit your stories. We'll tell them on air. Go to notsobonvoyage.com slash submit and tell us your craziest yes, travel stories. I forgot to say that. Mondays will also be for Voyager stories because we have uh, we have a few actually in the stockpile. And leave your phone number and maybe we'll call you on air and play a travel game or something. Yes. Yes. We want to start doing some some fun stuff. We want to get yes. you guys involved more. Monday fun day. I said it. You Monday know? fun Sticking day. to it. That's it. All right. Well, we're wrapping up now for episode 45. Thank you so much, Voyagers, for coming along for this journey. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast already, make sure you do that. If you're on Apple, give us a rating or a review. It really, really helps. And if not, just tell a friend about it. And we are out of here until Thursday when you're here our beautiful voices again make sure you're safe on the road and and if if you're you're not not, make sure you tell us about it bye